to the Inquisitive Nobody. I am your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. Alright, it is another episode. Right at first sight. So what's going on everybody? Alright, so um yeah, let's just get into it, man. Uh well but first, I mean I need to it is nine nine today. I just wanted to um talk about just really quickly. You know, the Matrix is back. I love it. The Matrix Resurrections. If you haven't seen the trailer, go see the trailer. Freaking great. Great franchise. I'm glad that it's back. Comes out 12, 22, 21. They love doing this stuff and I love it too. You know, it's great because it came out. The trailer came out today at 9 9 at 9 September 9th, 9 9 at 9 o'clock in the morning, at least for us. So it sucks that they didn't do that for, uh, you know, everybody else, but <laughs> you know, it was cool for New York. Um, so it was great. And now um, the movie comes out 12, 22, 21. Palindrome. Tenant. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. That's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> At the top of the top of the hour. But anyway, let's get into uh, this episode. Um, Married at First Sight, Season 13. Episode 7. Home, Not Alone. I see, I see what you're doing there, Mr. Uh, copywriter person. Or Mr. or Mrs. My bad. Copywriter person. I see what you're doing. But alright, so they're on day seven of marriage. Okay, and they're at the Latitude Apartments in Houston. I don't know where that is, but this looks... This... Mm, those may be other one... Oh, no, 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 actually... No, this is probably the swankiest um, apartment complex that they've done since they've been doing the apartment complexes, which is maybe... This is probably like their fifth year doing it or something like that. Um, I guess the second best was probably uh, Gotham Apartments or something, but I'm biased because Gotham, I love Batman. So, um, but yeah, but this is like, they got Skyline Apartments, like everybody has a um, a balcony, which is awesome. I mean, for them, uh, I would be too scared to um, be on it because I'm afraid of heights. So, but I mean, it's nice. <laughs> um, so anybody from Houston... They were at uh, Latitude Apartments, all right? So if you've ever stayed there or whatever, tell me how it is. You know, hit me up in the comments, email, whatever. Let me know how Latitude Apartments are, all right? So they start off with Rachel and Jose. This is, this is everybody's um first night. I mean, you know, everybody comes into the apartment. Oh, my God, this is so great, blah, blah, blah. They all run through everything. Everybody goes through, you know, the bedrooms, the bathrooms, closets, and all that good stuff. And everybody's worried about, okay, you know, what's your, uh, what's your daily regimen? Like, what's going on? And, um, Rachel says that she has four alarms that she sets for five o'clock. So she sets, she sets it at 15, 15 minutes, every 15 minutes. So it's four, one hits, 4.15, 4.30, 4.45, and then five o'clock is her final thing. So she's like, yo, if I don't get up by then, I'm like already late. So, um, and Jose's like, oh my God, like, I'm going to have to like deal with this for the rest of my life, and, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you're gonna have to do, it's funny, because, like, I've seen this show, like, tons and tons of times, uh, and dozens of times, but it's so funny that only, like, now, like, with, with, um, with what's going on with, uh, 
Michelin was eight. Like, that's the first time that I really thought about, like, alarms. You know what I mean? Like, because I've never, I've never lived with a woman before. So I only had to worry about my alarm. You know, I, I, I never had to think about, like, oh, man. When is this other person getting up? And then, brah, brah, brah. I'm like, oh my god, well, what? <laughs> you know, and that's and that's a real thing. That's that's for everybody. You can't um, you can't uh, you can't avoid that. You know, you can't avoid that. Like you're you're even if okay, so let's say one person gets up at five, the other person gets up at seven. Like still, like the other person who who's getting up late. It's still gonna have to deal with that five o'clock alarm unless they unless they're a heavy sleeper, but then if they're a heavy sleeper, how are they hearing their own alarm? You know what I mean? So it stinks. And I'm eventually well, I mean, I don't know. The way my uh love life is set up. But uh, what I was gonna say is, you know, eventually once I get there and move in with somebody or whatever and have to deal with that like I'm gonna have to deal with that and I, I I don't know I don't know if I could tolerate that but I mean not to say it's a deal breaker like what you have to get up for work you have to set your alarm ah I hate you it's over <laughs> you know I'm just saying that it's just a it's just an interesting thing that literally every definitely every married couple and every couple that is living together has to go through it so i wonder just how they go through it that's pretty much it that, that's my uh main thing find it very interesting um but yeah so yeah um anyway so um that's what it's um Uh, what's, what's, yeah, so Jose's like, oh man, you know, this is finally hitting home, reality, because, you know, they left the honeymoon, so it, it's not like that anymore. It, it's, it, this is, this is real, this is it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so we go to uh, Marilyn and Gil, and Gil uh, is about to enter the, um, his, his apartment complex with, um, I mean, you know, the new apartment complex with uh, Mirla. And he stops, and then he he picks her up, and he brings her through. And she's like, "Oh, you didn't, you didn't really have to do that because Mirla thinks that that act of lifting up, you know, the wife or whatever, is corny. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it at all. I mean, she says, you know, so sorry for the people out there who think it's romantic, whatever. For me, it's 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 corny. It's it's unnecessary. So yeah, um, I don't like it." But it's a but she said it's a sweet gesture, but she doesn't like it. She thinks it's corny. So there you go, uh, Mirla, uh, uh, associate. You know, <laughs> there you go. There's another thing. Did did they edit that? Did they edit that there, hmm? Mirla? Did they edit that? I mean, not Mirla. Mirla's associate because you keep saying that she keeps getting edited. So did they edit that? Did did she say that? Oh, did they edit it? Where she said, "Oh man, look at all that popcorny," you know. So, did they, you know, like splice together two or more sentences to make that a uh, statement? <clears throat> no, she said, said it plainly. She said, "No, 
this shit is corny, and uh, she doesn't prefer it, you know? So she doesn't like it, and she says, sorry for the, oh, sorry for everybody who thinks this is romantic, you know? For her, nah, it's a no-go. And then, <laughs> they have the nerve to have freaking Gil saying, oh yeah, I did it at the wedding, I did it here in the apartment, and you know, once we have our own place, I'm going to do it there too. It's going to be a tradition. It's like, fam, this, she does not like this. <laughs> okay. So you need to, you need to lay off that tradition, even though it is nice. It, it is a nice gesture, which she said, she said it's a sweet gesture, but it's corny. She doesn't like it. So there you go. Non-edited. All right. Mirrorless assistant. Thank you. Um, anyway, so, uh, Yeah, so they're going throughout the they're going throughout the place, and then Gil goes. Obviously, they go to the master bedroom, and he sees, and he's like, "Ooh, is this where the magic happens?" And she's like, <laughs> "No, husband, this is not where the magic happens. <laughs> We're still strangers." It's like, "Ugh, God, like, sorry, Gil, you ain't never getting ass. All right, not not the way this chick uh, freaking rolls. All right, you ain't never getting ass." So. So then they go to Johnny and Bao. You know, they do the same thing. They look everywhere. But then, you know, Bao goes freaking super analytical. And she's like, oh, I don't like uh, electric, um, uh, I don't like electric uh, stoves and wh whatever and all that stuff. Johnny loves the apartment. But Bao is like very being very analytical about it. And he says sometimes, you know, she takes the, funds out, the fun out of things. And you know what? She does because she gets into her brain. She overthinks. And she makes everything into ones and zeros, like the fucking Matrix, <laughs> you know? Everything goes down to, like, database. You know, like, ones and zeros. Oh, this is not, this is an electrical stove. This is horrible. This is not good. And it's like, yo, all right. So we have an electric stove. We're not living here. Remember, I mean, we're only going to be here for two months. I mean, that's a lot of, I mean, that is a while because you're just making, because you're probably going to constantly make food. But I'm just saying, it's like, this isn't your permanent residence. So where you live with all your amenities in order, it's still there. Live a little, bow. Calm down, all right? Take it easy. But then, uh, bod, bow <laughs> is like, yeah, you know, about the whole uh, showering thing. Yeah, I'm not going to do that tonight. You know, and then Johnny's like, <laughs> he has another like meltdown. He's like, okay. And then so they're eating dinner, and he's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go back home for a couple days, you know, just to reset my mind. <laughs> and um, they 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 go, they show the shot of the shower thing, like her not taking the shower is not her priority. They show another flashback of her snoring and. Not her, her snoring, snoring. Um, they do a flashback of her explaining the snoring and saying that it's an insecurity that she has. And then another, then they show the other one where he's in the hammock. Well, they're both in the hammock, and she's saying he's saying to her that she doesn't live in the moment. So he's saying, yeah, all these things are spiraling, spiral, spiraling around in his head. And he just can't shake it, so he needs to go home where things are familiar, and he needs to reset. 
And she's like, okay, like, okay, I mean, are you setting a precedent to, like, is, is this what you're going to do when things get overwhelming? You're just going to leave our home? And I was like, mm, go ahead, Bao. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. You don't just leave. I mean, granted, I mean, maybe I would um take a drive, you know, but I don't think I would necessarily leave my house, like, go to a hotel or something like that. Nah, just freaking take like a 20-30 minute drive. Or like, you know what, whatever, man. Like, just go into another room, play my video games, play my Switch, ease out, and then come back and be like, alright, this is what I'm clicking. <laughs> you know? Um, but then again, I've never lived with somebody or gotten gotten that heated where I needed to leave the situation. You know, so... Um, but yeah, but yeah uh, Bao is definitely concerned. If he's committed or not, um, especially if he's going to want to li- leave a couple days, because he said a couple days, he didn't say like the night, so like a couple days, probably I would I would assume three, at least three days, you know, like the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know when they came back from their trip, but yeah, to just reset yourself, I I, I think it might be that long, and like it's like, bam, you can't do that all the time when you get into an argument. Again, I, I I mean I know there's something. I mean I like to communicate, but at the same time, the situation does overwhelm me, and I need a bit. So I understand what he's talking about, but you can't like believe. You need to assess yourself, test the situation, and then be like, okay, take a breather, you know, a little pacing, a little walk, or something like that, and then head on to it. Don't go all the way back home. Be like, oh my god, thank God. You know, uh, a clean, a clean, um, a clean house. Uh, nobody snoring. Um, I'm living in the moment. This is great. Woo! You know, I don't know. Johnny needs to calm the hell down. So, uh, this is the point of this. Sh- this is the point of the season where you know, of course, there everybody's moving into this new place for two months. So, this is the perfect opportunity. For the couples to see each other's houses because they're going to need the proper things to move in this house because they're not moving everything. It's not necessary. It's only two months. So, um, with the, so we go to Rachel and Jose. Um, Rachel is going to Jose's house. So, um, you see just how glorious and huge it is. Like, and it's so crazy that he would take that big ass property just for himself. But then again, he was thinking that whoever he was going to find, she'll just move in, and then that's that. Because this, this place is big enough for, like, a huge, like, seriously, like, if they really wanted to, it'd be Rachel, Jose, and, like, three three to four kids. Easy. Because that house is huge. And, it, and it's beautiful. Um, it, 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 I don't want to say it looks bougie, but it looks like, it looks exactly how... Jose wants to present it. It looks not bougie, but just like accomplished, big, bravado, obvious, you know? Um, but it's cool though. I mean, hey, congrats to him. So they're going all around the house, and then Rachel lands on the budget bulletin, we'll call it. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is where, this is where I have my things. And he's, she's like, oh my God, look at that. I don't have my finances like that. He's like, uh, 
okay, well, I can get you there if you want. She's like, no. She's like, oh, I don't want, I don't know about that. Like, sometimes I just want to, you know, spend stuff and, you know, and then not be uh, uh, penalized for it. And I get you. I feel you. I'm, I'm the same way. I don't, I mean, I do, I don't know if I budget, but I look at my expenses. I don't budget like Jose, but you can't hate. You can't hate on Jose, man. This dude got two houses, okay? He has two houses, paid off his, he paid off both houses, and he paid off his car. You are, like, in thousands of dollars in debt. So why are you hating on him for his accomplishments and what you can't do, Rachel? You know, you're the one who freaking wants to go... Uh, you you want to go someplace every goddamn month like you ain't got no job and, and you're just spending and everything like I hate that I hate that mentality just like oh yeah I'm just gonna spend 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 and worry about the consequences later because whatever who cares you know we'll we'll think about it later you know who cares about the consequence I'll I'll get out of it you know I'll, I'll get out of it somehow you know this this you have this like magic force that like helps you gain money or something like that and you know this it's it's a consequence you know you can't do well i mean obviously a consequence you're freaking in debt you're, you're thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars in debt and you don't care you still want to freaking go to europe and all that stuff you know like what's going on get your get your money up you know just like all women out there like oh, you need to be financially stable so go ahead rachel be financially stable what's good Get out of debt, just like uh, Jose. Every I don't know, and I, and I see that on like the timelines too, and and the and the um um the timeline and like Twitter, like people are hating on Jose. I mean, I can hate on him too, just because he does brag a lot. But at the same time, isn't this what women wanted? Isn't it, isn't this what women want in a man? To be financially stable. And not only is he financially stable. He is. He's well off. Dude got two houses. And. Paid off. And he has a car. Paid off. Chilling. Isn't this what you want? Don't you just want to move in and not do and not do the work? Isn't, isn't this what women have been wanting and keep screaming at everybody for? Like, isn't this literally what you guys want? And all I'm hearing is like, oh, here comes Mr. Credit Score and all this stuff. Like, yo, don't hate because you don't have it. You know, I don't I don't have his credit score, you know, um, but I'm not hating on it. Like, d d the dude is accomplished. Good for him. This is what y'all wanted. So why are you hating? I don't get it. I really don't. I don't get it. But, um... So, uh, who was that? Oh, Rachel Jose. So they go to, um, Gil goes to Mila's house and he sees, you know, her, well, first of all, when you first come in, she has like eight freaking cro different designed crosses. It's freaking scary. And, um, she, uh, in the bathroom, she has like eight or nine pictures of herself and she's like, oh, these are all the trips that I've went to. And all that stuff. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, you're really in love with yourself. And he's like, oh, who, who wouldn't love themselves? It's like, I, right. you know, th there's loving yourself, and then there's like 
being obsessed over yourself. But at the same time, you know, she did say, oh, wait, no, that was, that was, no, I, I don't know. Did she say that she lost weight or something like that? But she she's very happy with her body because she's attained it, essentially. Even though some of it is uh, cosmetic surgery. Um, but she, yeah, she loves it. And he's saying, yeah, then, you know, this, this, this house fits you. <laughs> um, then they show Jose going to Rachel's house and it's quaint, it's nice, it's cute. And then she, um, there's a whole, a whole bunch of like, wait, was it a whole bunch of bottles? Or was that Mirla's house? Cause Mirla, yeah, Mirla knows how to drink. She got mad drinks. But anyway, um, Rachel has this, like, wireframe globe with corks in it and each of the corks have a place of where she wants to go so like you know every time she wants to think of some place to go she just goes into it and then she picks it so i think what she chose was either europe or japan or something like that and she's like yeah that's where i'd like to go and he's like mm, japan mm, it's a lot of money you know she's like oh my god i can't believe you keep you know doing that it's like yo it's a lot of money it, it and the funny thing is What's-his-face can probably spend it. But the thing is, Rachel has no money, but she thinks she can go to Japan. With what money? You're in debt. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's going to be a very interesting talk when they finally do the uh, finance talk, even though they, they have been doing it. But when they really... Like, legitimate, when it's, like, the official finance episode, which they have every year. Woo! That's gonna be, mm, That's gonna be a diesel one. So, um, it's day nine, and Zach has tested negative for COVID, so he's finally, he can finally leave his, um, he can leave the, not the island, he can leave Florida Keys and go back home. But he told Michaela that he's positive because he wanted to, surprise her and all that stuff so he knocks on her door he has flowers boom she you know he, she opens the door oh my god Zach. whatever so um he he's looking around her house he's like oh this is cute and, you know she he meets her dog nova and um he sees that she already put up a picture from you know from the vacation he's like oh my god like that's our picture from the vacation that we just took a week ago huh Yes. And um uh, she has and then she made like a one week anniversary gift bag. Nah gift box actually. And it was huge and it had like perfume I'm not perfume, uh cologne and aftershave and all that stuff. He's like and a, a letter was like, Oh, you know, I love your smile, I love your kiss, I, I love your hugs, can't wait for you to come back, blah 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 blah, whatever. He's like, Oh my god, that's so cute. And I'm like, and you know what? It was cute, but still. It's been a week. Granted, granted, it it the reason why I do like it is because it does sound like something that I would do, but I don't think it would necessarily be a month. But then again, I mean a week. But then again, they are married, so maybe I would do that for marriage because I, because you know sometimes I still think that it's just boyfriend and girlfriend. So like I've just met you in a week and a week later you're giving me like a, a, a grandiose thing. But if it was a marriage, I'd probably do that. I'd probably do that. So, 
Okay, so Michaela, you're... Mm, no, actually, no, you're still on my shit list, definitely. But it's like, mm, alright, you, you get a slight pass for that. Um, but now, finally, did the wedding, did the honeymoons, now they're in their respective houses. So now, we get one of the experts to come on the show, and it's Pastor Cal. Pastor Cal's the first one. So we do the Pastor Cal visits, he comes in, and he's like, yo, how are you guys doing? Because he wants to accelerate... He wants to make sure everybody, he wants to touch base with everybody, essentially. And he wants to see if people aren't talking about certain subjects, one, why, and two, you should. <laughs> because you don't have that much time. So I think it was like finances, intimacy, like the future, and like one other thing. So uh, he meets with Rachel and Jose first. And he's saying, okay, what's the biggest issue between you guys? And he's like, uh, they pretty much say the budget. And um, and then there's a clip where in the past it was a flashback with Rachel and Jose talking, and I guess uh, Rachel's car is like on the on the outs, I guess, or something. And he's like, "All right, you know, we, okay, Europe is three thousand dollars, so we can either fix your car, which looks like crap or whatever, fix your car for three thousand. Or would you rather go to Europe for $3,000? And she's like, well, my car looks fine to me. It looks like it could last another year. I'm just like, fam. Like, look at you. Okay. Like, and I was getting so mad when I was watching this in real time because I was like, okay. One, that's very irresponsible of you. Like, what? I, but I get it, though. I get the temptation. You're like, ooh, I have this money. I want to use it for frivolous things as opposed to being responsible. I, I understand that. Trust me. I understand that. But it's like you can't do that, especially with your car. Like I, me, I hate it when my car, when anything happens to my car, because I know that the next amount of money has to go to it, and I hate that shit. I hate that shit so much with a passion, you know. And um, because I know I my the car, my car is my livelihood. I can't if my car breaks down, or whatever. I can't go anywhere. I can't get groceries for my mom. I can't go out, you know, for fun. I can't, you know, chill out with my friends. I can't go to work. You know, I need to go to work. So when my car, when something happens to my car, immediately I need to get on it and fix it so it can be efficient enough to go to work. Rachel does not think about that. She's like, ooh, I got $3,000. I'm going to go to uh, Europe. Great, so that's three, three more thousand dollars in your debt that you have. And plus, so, okay, so boom. Let's say you do have the $3,000. And you go on this trip, you have fun, all this stuff. And then you come back, and then your car breaks down the next day. What happens then? No, don't worry, you know, just swipe the card, Amex, or, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trendy now. Apple Pay with my uh, watch, with my Apple Watch. There you go, I paid for it. <laughs> You know, like, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, you shouldn't do that. You need to be more responsible. That's, that's not good. It's not good at all. So I don't know. And then, uh, Pastor Cal is like, oh, did you guys, um, you know, come to me, your man? And it's so funny. Like, he has to, like, ask that question because it's like, I know it's technically, like, none of his business, but, like, super technically it is because they're on a show and we need to know how far you guys have gone so they're like yes we have and i'm like what 
Um, because freaking Mr. Credit Score over there saying that if um Rachel was not meeting any boxes, then um it wasn't gonna which it wasn't checking off the boxes, um that uh he would um what was it if if Rachel if Rachel was not checking off his boxes then it wouldn't happen. But apparently, <laughs> Jose checked off her box. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I thought that was freaking crazy. Because at first I thought, yeah, they would have done it already. You know, like, why not? Because the way they were freaking all over each other. But um, no, they, they didn't. Because, I don't know, Jose had a hang-up. But I guess once they moved in, you know, they had to christen the uh, apartment. So they did. So good for them. But yeah, so we're moving on to Brett and Ryan. Uh, they are visiting the pasture cow as well. Um, and um, essentially, they're happy... Hasn't there hasn't had there hasn't been any sex yet. Um, uh, Brett has a crush on Ryan, but Ryan is not in love with Brett yet, and she seems kind of miffed about that. But it's like he's not gonna fall in love with you, but he he I mean he kind of put her in the friend zone, kind of. But I think he was just more. Um, more surprised that she was as laid back as she says she is, you know. So like that's cool. Um, he's like, yeah, man. It's like she's like my best bud and all that stuff. So like those things are cool, but at the same time, you know, women they want to hear that like they're attractive, they're sexy, whatever, and stuff like that. Um, which she is. Um, but he hasn't said that. But Brett definitely has a crush on him. Um, so it's, so we move on. Is day ten? They show us a clip. They show us the you know the the smoke detector cam, <laughs> and uh, what is it? Zach? I forget how they show it first, but I think okay. So I think Zach goes. They're in separate rooms. Zach is in one room. Michaela's in the other. Okay, it's like in the morning, and then it's like seven fifteen. Zach leaves with Bella to go out. Okay? 9.15 Michaela comes out of her room and goes to where Zach was and starts saying, Zach, 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 he's not there. Right? And then, um, I'm get, I think I'm getting the, the, the times wrong. Um, but regardless, I think it's a two-hour difference between whenever Zach and Zach left and Michaela came out and all that stuff. So, Michaela starts looking around for Zach. Clearly, he's not there. She says she texted him. All this stuff. No response. Well, well first, she was angry because this is, a, this is an overlay from what the action is going on. So, so, right now, she's just walking around the apartment. So, she's saying, oh, I didn't get a text from him saying where he was going to be. So, I don't know. So, I sent him a text. Sent him a response. Sent him a text. I didn't get no response. Whatever. I don't know. So she comes from the bathroom. She's holding like a Lysol 
canister, you know, the, 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 the baby wipes, whatever, and, and paper towels. So she comes from the canister, canister. She comes from the kitchen. No, she comes from the bathroom walking into the kitchen with these two items. And she gets to the kitchen table and she just slams them on the, on the table. I'm like, Joe, I wish there was, a, I wish that I can do video reactions because if you saw my face, I was like, fam, what the hell was that? Like, it looked like some exorcist shit because it came out of nowhere. I, I literally was not expecting that reaction from her at all. I, none whatsoever. But she slammed it down like, like she got punched or something like that. She was like, how dare you do this to me? You know? And she is livid. Okay. And then the next day happens. And this is where they're um going to uh talk to Pastor Cal. Within minutes before talking to Pastor Cal. And he's like, Yo, are you you know, they're on the couch, she's like, Are you okay? She's like, mm -hmm. you know she's not. And he's like, Michaela, are you okay? And she's like, Do you want to do this right now? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> and then she goes in, she's like, Look, you didn't tell me where you were going, you didn't get up, whatever. No, no, she was like, First you said you were gonna sleep with me. Um, you know, after you laid Bella down to go to bed. Bella, Bella is his dog. Nova is hers. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I fell asleep. And she's like, yeah, because I, when I woke up, you weren't there next to me. Like, you know what? Yep, you're right. I fell asleep. My bad. But then, you know, I just got up. Bella's right next to me. I had to go take it to daycare. And then I was like, she's like yeah, but you didn't tell me that. You didn't tell me that. And he's like, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for that. Like, but you know, I could have swore, like you, but you, by, but, but, uh, but by nine fifteen, like you were gone, you were out of the apartment. Like that's a motherfucking lie. That's a motherfucking lie. And she's just getting angry, angry, angry. And he's like, yo, Michaela, like are you all right? And then boom, uh, Pastor Cal rings the doorbell. He comes in and he's like, hey, uh, everything all right here? <laughs> and Zach, you know, tells the truth. Like, listen, we literally just had an argument before he came in. He's like, all right, tell me what, what's going on. And then Zach is telling his rendition of what happened. But in the meantime, uh, Michaela is giving this, this fucking black chicks, you know what face this is. <laughs> this is the face of fucking like scorn and like anger and mm, she's just squinting at him like go ahead keep lying keep lying and then zach is looking at her like yo why are you giving me that face and then pastor cal is like yeah why are you giving him that face i know what that face is you know because she and he's saying this is the face of this that that face that you're giving me is the face of a person who doesn't trust me anymore and doesn't trust what's coming out of my mouth and when did i ever give you anything to not trust me about like I've known you for a week, and what 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 have I get what have I given you to 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 give you distrust? And Michaela starts crying. She's saying that like, look, you know, I felt abandoned and all that stuff and whatever. And then Pastor Cal, Pastor Cal comes in and he's like, listen, I know exactly what this is. I'm an expert. I'm I'm that dude. And he's just saying that like, look, you know, because she said like her you know since since her father has passed away. She has been looking for somebody to not to take that place, but 
I mean, essentially to take that place, to, to, to be her protector, you know, and she wakes up and her protector is gone without any acknowledgement, without anything, because, you know, she said her father is gone forever, forever. He's not coming back. So like he, she didn't, uh, she didn't want that same thing to happen. Like, yo, where is this guy? I'm not reaching him. Oh my God. You know what I mean? And I get that. I do. But at the same time, again, for me, again, I I am looking looking what my name is, the Inquisitive Nobody. I don't know shit. But for me and what my gut is telling me, that is unfair to put a to to expect that from your partner. From from me, from my perspective. I'm not saying that this guy can't protect you, but what? But to put in that mentality to to have it be like, oh, this guy needs to be my dad, essentially. Not my dad, but like he needs to meet the quota or the criteria that my father did, and no man can amount to that because that's not the point. No man can amount to your dad. The only person that can amount to your dad is like a stepdad because your dad was shit. You know what I mean? But like, if your father was great, as as Michaela says, you know, a dozen times, and I'm not taking that away from him. I don't want to make it sound like I'm being facetious, but it's like that's that that's not Zach's role to be the pin to be like your dad. He's not a dad. Like I said before, I think in maybe last episode or two episodes before, um, a dad's role is different from. Uh, no, I'm sorry, a dad's love. Is different from a partner's love and a dad's role is different from um, a partner's role yeah like their roles are completely different and and this isn't even going out to Michaela this is going out for like every chick who wants to do that like yeah I understand the the man in your life needs to be the protector like that's great but you have to under also you have to also understand too it's like, okay, so let's say Michaela's 30. I think she's 30. So you, okay, but okay, she's 30, but let's say the, the dad died when she was 25, okay? So that means you, that's 25 years of coverage that the dad did for her. In whatever he did, in whatever capacity. You know, I'm not saying that she lived with him until he was 25, whatever, I don't know. But like that's twenty five years of coverage and 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 um looking over and caring for her and watching her back for twenty five years as a father would, and now you expect Zach to be at the level of Michaela's father in a week. You know what I mean? And even if they did match. Even if they did match it, Michaela's twenty. I mean, Zach's twenty-five to the Michaela's dad's twenty-five. It's still different. A, a a dad is going to look after his daughter differently than how he looks after his wife. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't like that at all. I don't like that. I don't like that mentality. And even Michaela was like. You know, um, Zach was like, no, you know, I'm sorry. I understand now. 
um, you know, I got your back and, and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, like I got your back and it's all good. And, and like, he's like, no, like you don't have to do that because like, that's, that's a huge responsibility. I'm like, yeah, that is a huge responsibility. And then pastor calls like, no, 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 no. Why, why are you taking that away from him? You know, he, he should be able to take that responsibility. I'm like, no, no. Why, why are we advocating this? Why are we advocating this mindset that he needs to be as diesel as her dad? No, he just needs to, he just needs to be, he just needs to reach his highest potential that only he can reach. His limit. He can't, he can't ever reach the dad mode, ever. Even if he was alive. You know what I mean? Like, even traditionally, right? Um, you know, the dad gives away the bride at the wedding, right? To, to the, to the son, correct? Pretty much saying, like, okay, you know, She's yours now. She's your responsibility. I feel you. I understand. That makes sense. Tradition. I get you. But that doesn't mean that the dad is no longer, like, he's lost his powers. You know what I mean? He's still dad. He's he's still overseer, you know? And I don't get why women would want to expect their husband to be as omnipotent as the father. I don't know. That's, that's asking for way too much. Even Michaela said it. You know, that's too much responsibility. The pastor was like, no, he's he's stepping up to the plate. You should absolutely um, concede to that. And she's like, okay, fine. I'm like, mm, all right. We're going we're gonna to see him fuck up some more. I, I know we are. <laughs> but look, I'm getting ahead of myself. I completely forgot where they, where Michaela and Zach saw their new apartment. And, um, she was saying that, uh, uh, what was it? That she doesn't like, oh, cause he, he was saying, how do you, how do you, um, how do you, uh, resolve conflict? And he's in, he's like, do you like leave and storm out the house? She was like, no, 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 I don't do that. That's a, that's emotionally abusive, whatever. And I was like, mm, Johnny did that. <laughs> you know, I was like, mm, that's a, that's a slight to Johnny. You know, he, he caught a straight bullet right there. Um, but also, again, it was foreshadowing because she said that's that's emotionally abusive. You shouldn't do that. You should stay there and talk to the person. I forgot to tell you that she did exactly that. When she couldn't reach Zach, she got all her bags and left the house. She left the apartment and was like, and Zach was like, whoa, so that's what, so that's what that deal was when you did that in, in the apartment? Um, and she's like, yeah. And he was like, um, I thought you didn't do that. It's like, well, I didn't think that you would do what you did. It's like, take my dog out to daycare? Like, I don't, what did I do exactly? You know, so, I don't know. I told you. I told you. Michaela is my bitch of a season. You guys didn't believe me, but, ta-da! There you go. Evidence. <laughs> so, and we're probably going to see more. You know, so, um, yeah, for all those people like, I like Michaela, she's awesome. All right, you can, you can have her, you can keep her, I'm good. Um, so, they, uh, Pastor Cal meets with Marilyn Gill, and of course, her, her, not of her finances, but her spending habits come up, and they're like, oh, you know, how, how much, um, 
how many red bottoms do you have in your house? In your house, in your closet? She's like, mm, I don't know. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. that means you have a lot. <laughs> you have a lot and you spend a lot of money on it. And um, Gil said that they had a conversation the other day about would she ever spend less than what she does now? And she's like, no, I would not. I'm not changing my lifestyle. You know, that was her mantra. That's her whole mantra the entire season. And um, she's like, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that because, like, let's say if I, you know, don't get that um, red bottom, that special edition red bottom shoes, okay, what's a thousand dollars gonna do for, you know, the 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 larger scheme of things? And then Patrick, I was like, um, savings, <laughs> you know, it goes to savings, and she's like, mm, whatever. And so they go to intimacy. Like, yeah, how, you know, have you guys been intimate? And then freaking Mirla looks at Gil like, bitch, why are you looking at me for? Like, you're the one who's cock blocking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're the one who's cock blocking. So why are you looking at me like I'm the one who's supposed to answer? You answer. And, you know, he's like, and he's like, yeah, um, it hasn't been happening. It's like, okay, well, you have, have you gotten a kiss? It's like, I've gotten a kiss, but the cheek, she be cheeking me. Like, but we do hold hands and all that stuff. And he's like, ugh. Pastor Cal's like, ugh, really? It's like, yeah, that's it. And she's like, uh, and, you know, Gil gives the heroic answer. Says, you know, I'm not going to rush things, whatever. But then he did say, though, that if it's going to be like this, and if you can go two months without kissing me, and then she said, probably, then he said that I, if that, if that's still the case, then I am going to ask for a divorce. And then Pastor Cal was like, wow. And I'm like, hell fucking yeah. You know, you do that. Like, it's it's not pressure. I don't think it's pressure. It's just saying, it's like, okay, if you can go on for two months like this and be good, then who, then who knows how you're going to be if we do say yes in the final thing. You know, and, and when we do... Uh, stay married you can go on you can you can live off you can live off with nothing with just hand holding for two months you're a fucking camel you know with with the water retaining water like that like you're good mm -mm. two months without nothing a freaking kiss you can't even give me a kiss and you're good with that absolutely he has every right to freaking um get a divorce after that because who's to say that she won't go um, an extra six months. Just like, mm, you know, yeah, I, I really don't need this. I'm good. I don't need to have sex with you. Yeah, I, Like, no. We're, like, in our first year, we're gonna have a sexless marriage. Because remember, sexless marriages are when two, uh, when a couple, a married couple, has sex then less than ten times a year. So, I can totally see Mirla doing that. With no problem. <laughs> Fuck that. You know, you're, you got in that first year, you guys are supposed to be fucking like rabbits. Okay? What is this bullshit? We're not kissing for two months. Yeah, alright. So, um... Yeah. So, uh, we go back to Johnny and Bao. Oh, man. Freaking Johnny, man. This dude is killing me. So they meet, so they see Pastor Cal. And Pastor Cal's like, hey, what's going on? And... I, I hear you guys, you know, known each other. And she's like, yeah, you know, I had a big crush on him, but, like, he never even noticed me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, man. So, um, 
and then they get they get to the realness. So it's like, okay, um, what what's what like what's the deal? And he and Johnny's like, oh, you know what's so funny too? Okay, no, for, oh, sorry, I, I already I, like I uh, hyped it up and everything like that. But they went to each other's houses and they uh, Bao went to Johnny's house and then he saw she saw two lightsabers at on the uh, what the at the uh, the TV stand. And she took and she took it and he's like, "Hey, you want a light lightsaber duel?" And she's like, "Yeah, all right, fine." So they start dueling. They're having fun. Really cool. Whatever. I, I I bring this up to now. Fast forward back to what I was saying. So he's like, "Wait, damn. What was her? What was her issue?" Oh, I think. Well, I think her issue was you know about the commitment thing because he like he he's very flaky. And then he doesn't want to bring up his his issue with Bao because he doesn't want to make her feel bad. And he's just like, uh, uh, uh. He, he looks like he's about to pass out because he is so afraid to like hurt her. But he's like, all right, well, in your expressions of joy, you sound like a little kid and it's not attractive to me. Oh, that's what it was. Because she was, she, because she felt that he didn't find her she felt like he didn't find her attractive which she totally is um except when he, he gets like super serious then, then i'm like ugh, not, not like ugh, like you're ugly but it's like i don't like that look but when she's smiling and like she's very festive and jolly perfect um but yeah she's he's like yeah when you get giddy and stuff like that you you act like a child so they they you know the editing is on par so they so they do the flashback thing and you see where she's like when um when they're having that surprise picnic that johnny did and he gave her like i don't know like juice or something and she and it was pink she's like oh my god pink you know very like not high strung what is it high pitched and um they fast forward again when they went to the hammock and remember remember when i was saying before when it was like so fucking cute when she was like oh my god you know like Cause she got it, she got in it first, and then he went in. But she wanted him to get in quicker. And she's like, "Oh, hurry up, hurry up, stabilize me!" <laughs> you know. And it sounded, it sounded so cute. And then I, the damn, I forgot what the last, the last thing was. But like when she's like, "Oh, you know, like, hey, look up, look at me, you know, look up," because you know he's he's well, he's not tall, but she's short, and. She's like, oh, you know, let me give you a kiss. You know, very, like, cutesy and stuff. It turns him off. Like, he, he gives her a kiss, but it's, like, a very friendly one. And she's like, yeah, I, I noticed that. And you know what? I can see I can see where that gets a little grating, where it happens all the time. But Pastor Cal's like, and she's like, oh, man, that really, she's like, Pastor Cal's like, how do you feel about that? And then Val feels like, wow, it makes me feel not not attractive. And it almost makes me feel like he's disgusted by me. And, you know, he has his, like, his head down because Andy's, like, turning red. And um, she's, like, he's, like, listen, um, you don't need to, this, this isn't a you problem, about. Like, you're fine. Like, your your exclamations of joy is fine. It's not a you problem. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a Johnny problem. He has the problem with it. It's not you. You're fine. You don't need to change the way that you are. And it's true. You know, and again, you know, I take those exclamations of joy as a 
as a break from how she really is, which is very serious and almost monotone and, and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So like me, I see those things as like breaks, like, oh, breaks of joy. You know, that's good. Like, look, she's having fun. This is good. Now, again, I don't know how long I can take that or maybe I would get used to it. I don't know. I do find it endearing, though, but I can see, I can definitely see Johnny's point where it's grating. But at the same time, I don't know, maybe it's something that you probably have to get used to. Just like she has to get used to your freaking neo-Nazi showering shit, <laughs> you know? I shower four times a day, you fucking freak. Calm down. <laughs> you know, so maybe she has to get into that. Um, but yeah, he feels that it's kind of kitty. But she does. And I, 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 I see it. I see it. I, again, I don't know. Again, I don't know how often she does it. And I don't know the level of how irritating it might be. Because, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Because she, she does seem so serious all the time. So when she does get into, into those modes, it, 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 it lightens up the mood. It, and it lightens her up, at least for me. And she said that, like, it kind of sucks that he doesn't like that because she only does that to people who she's been romantically involved with, you know? So she doesn't do that all the time with everybody, just the people that she's cool with because that's a side of her that is vulnerable, that makes herself vulnerable, and she likes to give that side to her partner, which I understand. You know what I mean? Um... So it, it kind of sucks that Johnny is up his ass once again. So yeah, I don't know. Johnny's fucking up. And he's ruining my, my girl bow. Yeah, he's definitely ruining ruining a good thing. So, I don't know. Again, I get it. I get the kittiness. It might be a little crazy. Yeah, so hopefully he doesn't, you know, fuck up anymore because Bow's a catch man Bow's a catch alright so you keep that giddiness with her okay like like it's good the, the giddiness is good with her okay you don't need to wild out like that okay just don't do that <laughs> alright so let's see All right, I think we're on a, I mean that's the end of the episode right there but uh what are we on we are on Card 40, 48. So let's see. Card 48. Card 48 is... Who am I envious of and why? Ooh. Let's... Hold on. Let's... Um, let's... Let's look at what envious actually means. Desire to have a quality possession or other desirable attribute belonging to somebody else. I guess, I mean, if it's going to be like that, um, I'm envious of like all of my friends, pretty much. I mean, the ones who, the ones who are married. Because that's what I wanted, you know? And, um,. It sucks because all of them, whoever they propose to first, will be their first person that they propose to, and mine will never be. 
um, whoever, if I ever get married, um, uh, it will be the second person I propose to. And I know to some people that might not be a big deal, but um, I don't know. It is to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it is to me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not anybody in particular, but just just my friends who got to get the love of their life and keep it. You know what I mean? That's the thing that uh, that's the thing that sucks. So that's what I'm envious about because I really wish to get to that point in life. But you know, nothing's promised. You know, so I mean, that's it, man. That is pretty much it. Um, but yeah. But uh, but yeah. But that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also find the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q. P-O-D, that is at TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody. <laughs>